0: Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Holly. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Brain Factor. I'm Laura. And I'm Joy, and thanks for joining us. So today, I have a question for you, Joy. So um, in a previous episode, when we were talking about some things, you referenced something I didn't know about. You talked about sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. And we unpacked that a little bit. But since then, there's so much about sleep yeah. that has come up. Um, and this week, is, is it this week or is it this I month? Think
0: it's, I think it's this week. or It's the 12th through the 18th. It's uh,
1: sleep national sleep awareness week national sleep awareness week i didn't know that was a thing um but i think that's good because one of the things that um i realized when we first started talking about sleep in the greater context is like how little of it i get yeah and i don't think that's uncommon right so i wanted to talk about that today i want to talk about sleep the importance of it what we're getting what we're not getting and like what does it all mean
0: I don't know, but I I think you bring up something. We don't get enough sleep. And I think sometime when we were probably in college or maybe even in high school, we all earned our badge of honor. Like, I had 20 minutes of sleep. Oh, yeah. that's all I got because we were out and we were, you know, running out and last night. And then
1: I went to work or school and, you know, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you beat the night when you're Mm -hmm. 19 and you stay up all night. Right. Mm -hmm. But like when you're like, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's different when you stay up all night when you're So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, no, I think that, that in our society, that's become in a way celebrated. Yeah, right. Like, is. like, I know, mm-hmm. like, even my husband, right, who's, you know, not 19. Um, thank, I, goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but, uh, but he, you know, he'll sometimes just say, well, I don't require that much sleep, right? I, I don't need it. And, and he doesn't mean it this way. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, from a society standpoint, like, you know, you're better somehow yeah. if like you don't, the, need that, like, the, don't need that you don't need that like I'm terminator I'm or stronger and more capable because I can run on less mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but and and the reality is like we're not doing ourselves any favors like not physically and certainly not mentally and emotionally um, when we are um, losing sleep and we and we talk about things like sleep deprivation right and we think that's like literally not sleeping at all but but it's not it's
0: Interestingly enough, we started talking about this, and I was on <clears throat> TikTok again, <laughs> and and someone came on there, and they're like, hey, you're hitting your snooze button, and you feel like garbage, and this is why, because you're effectively making sleep, sleep inertia happen. Sleep inertia? What is sleep that? inertia, right. So, of course, I had to hop over to Google, and I went to the National Sleep Foundation and started to look at it, and I had no idea... There is like when you get groggy, when you can't wake up, you know, when you wake up and you're like, oh, and you need to fall back to sleep and you're, you're fighting that all the time. That's sleep inertia. And it's your brain's way of protecting you. It's trying to help you go back to sleep. Oh. Your body is supposed to go through five to six sleep cycles every night. And sleep cycles are between 60 and 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the way you're healthy and what your brain is after is five to six of these. So when you're interrupting that, you're not getting enough sleep and you're waking up in the middle of a sleep cycle. You get this sleep inertia so that it helps you go back to sleep. Otherwise, if you woke up, oh, I'm refreshed, you wouldn't go back to sleep. So we're really hurting ourselves with the snooze button. I love the snooze button, I but do you love snooze, snooze and then you fall back asleep for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, which 20 minutes, which is not minutes, a cycle. Which is not a cycle. So it goes off again, and now you're in sleep inertia, and you're fighting and you snooze again and another 15 minutes goes by and it's getting worse because your brain is like, look, I'm trying to protect you. You need more sleep cycles.
1: So in a way that... Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. In a way, the snooze is actually making it harder for us to get up. Yes. Totally. We're creating this whole struggle Mm -hmm. between what our brain knows that our body needs. And you know, what's interesting, you said um, six, those cycles are 60 to 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and we need five to six of them. Right. So that's like, like bare minimum, not really helping yourself, just staying alive. That's minimum of six hours of sleep a night. I mean, right. Yeah. And like how many of us, I don't consistently get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that, and I think, you know, and, and one of the things I found was that according to the CDC, one third of Americans are not getting enough sleep. So one third of Americans are consistently like me, I'm in that one third, Mm. not getting consistent over six hours or six to eight or or whatever it is that we need. But here's the kicker. So, so what, right? What does that mean? Well, people currently it means
0: a lot. We now know.
1: So people who are sleep Mm. deprived are three times more likely. So Mm -hmm. those, that one third is three times more likely to develop um, mental health challenges and mental health struggles like depression, anxiety, even suicide ideation just from not getting enough sleep or not having that healthy sleep, Behavior like the snooze, which is new information for me. I, you know, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. attempt to try to change that pattern, right? Yeah, me too. Like if I would normally, like, you know, set my clock for <clears throat> six and then hit the snooze because I really don't need to get out of bed till 6:15, it sounds like it's better just set the clock for 6:15 and make yourself get up when it goes off, right? Mm-hmm. Versus creating that struggle. Yeah, that's a healthier choice is yeah. based on the research you did. So. Yeah,
0: and you'll still get the, that inertia even if you don't snooze, but if you're not getting enough sleep cycles in an evening.
1: Wow, or a
0: day, whenever you sleep.
1: Wow. <clears throat> and that's you know, it it sounds like such a simple concept, but yeah. the reality of it is there's so many struggles and barriers to healthy sleep. I you know I, I I've and you've heard me say this before, like I've often said that my my struggle with sleep, it's not an insomnia, and there's a lot of people out there that suffer from that. That's kind of a separate issue, right? but if but if that's the thing, like, you know, go go get that checked for sure. Um, mine is poor patterns of behavior that were set up when I had a young child, right? Well, my daughter is a teenager now, but when she was little, I'm a natural night owl to begin with. And then here I am with a small child and God love him a husband. And those hours when everyone else was asleep, was the only time like, you know, my overstimulated self wasn't being asked for something or talked to or talked at. There was no noise. There was no, you know, so like my environment was, was calmer yeah. and better. And I craved that. So I would stay up two, three hours past when everybody else would stay up, mm-hmm. which sometimes would be two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I, you had a similar experience. Tell us about that I, because you changed that pattern of behavior. I did. I was so impressed. Yeah, I did because I was kind of this night
0: owl because, you know, I grew up and I was like partying at night and all that so I'm a night owl or at least I think I am but I didn't know that and I was doing the same thing and my kids were they were small when I was going to college and I used to do the same exact thing as you except I wasn't putting you know getting my private time I was trying to get my homework done yeah. for my classes at night because I can stay up late and I can do this and it was killing me I don't know why it just it was killing me it wasn't working for me so i had to flip it and i realized how i could make it work better for me so i still needed those hours when i wasn't at the ball field or at the school or at work or anything else i moved it to the morning so i started going to bed as early as i could which might have been 10 11 o'clock i don't know but instead of trying to stay up till three in the morning I'd go to sleep and then I'd get up at three in the morning or four in the morning or five in the morning, however much time I needed, and I'd do things in the morning and I started to feel so much better just working early in the morning and then getting into my day.
1: Yeah, so you would do you would do the homework, mm-hmm. you would still have that alone time, nobody All else of was it. up. Yep. And you would get that homework done. Um, mm-hmm. but but you were still getting that yep. sleep. And I get
0: showered and I'd get dressed and I'd make the
1: kids their food and then I'd wake them up. You know what I love about that it, it, mm-hmm. is it, I found that, that our brains don't work the same as we yeah. age, right? Yeah. So, you know, I did my master's when, when my daughter was young. And mm-hmm. so there was that whole push-pull back and forth in the school, that kind of thing. And I still thought that I could... Yeah. Write the research paper yep. at eleven o'clock at night, yes. Am I, and like previously, it's like of course I can do that. My yeah. brain functions the same at eleven p.m. as it does at four p.m. But as you age, you know, I you know, it it doesn't, mm-hmm. and your and your focus isn't there, and and sometimes it feels like it's working, and then you find there's more errors, right, and things like that. So so I think something like that, flipping to the morning, um, when we're freshly off of those sleep cycles, can be a lot better.
0: Yeah, and just I mean give it a shot try it i would have never thought that i would be a morning person but now i still you know it's been a year or two since college Mm. (laughs) but (laughs) i still do it but now i get up i have my alone time in the morning i hit the gym i do whatever it is that i want to do before i get into work and everything else because as the day goes on we also know through research like you're going to lose cognitive function throughout the right. day. You make better decisions when you're rested in the morning before you get decision fatigue, all sure. kinds of things sure. like that. So it's easier to, you know, for me, give it a shot. You never know. I yeah. was a night owl. Whoever knew I'd get up joy five the in the refer- morning, reformed oh night owl.
1: Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Cause you said a whole lot of things that, that, That we're just like the adults and the peanuts talking to me like wah, 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 right? Like (laughs) more early morning, working out. Like I was like, oh, no, no, no." not happening. Um, But I know that almost everyone who's not, like any dramatic change in behavior, I think sounds like that and feels like that the first time that we hear it or it's suggested like, oh, I could never do that, Mm -hmm. right? But like... You know, tr- try it, right? I, yeah. I, I like that. You
0: give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I did when I, it was a test when I first did it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me do this for a week or two and see how it works out. Sure. It worked and here out. you are. Still am a couple years later and still doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and. and it's it is, It's imp- whatever works that you have to adjust to get those hours of sleep in is a worthwhile effort because it's not just the mental and emotional health, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, that's our focus and that's the part that I find fascinating that it truly like just sleep and getting those sleep cycles in can have a dramatic impact mm-hmm. on not developing depression, anxiety, all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But also, sleep deprivation increases your um, probability for stroke, uh, asthma, of Hmm. all things right there's studies that support that like there's just there's just so much and we've heard that our whole lives like it's very healthy and it's it impacts us so much but like in what specific ways it's dramatic Mm. why didn't anybody ever tell us
0: about these sleep cycles it's like get eight hours of sleep a night but you know like okay i know it's better for me it's why but that was something tangible that i'm like oh Mm -hmm. That makes total sense because I've got to go through this, you know, light sleep, REM sleep, dream state, whatever. Sure. I don't know all the cycles, but you sure. can look them up on the mm-hmm. National nationalsleepfoundation.org. Um, and it'll give you a nice chart and explain it all to you.
1: That also puts a new light on naps, right? And that, I didn't do the research to be really prepared to give you the kind of the scientific rundown of naps, but just thinking as I you're talking. Help. You did. Tell I me, did. I looked I, at it a So here's what I'm thinking. You mm-hmm. tell me if I'm like right or wrong or like where okay. to go with this. But hearing what you said, mm-hmm. I'm naturally thinking like, okay, that 20-minute that cat nap is nothing, right? I need 90 minutes if I'm going to take a nap. I need to set aside like 90. Is that... I what think you says? would try to get a full sleep cycle, but right. I
0: am a catnap person, uh-huh. so I can take 15 minutes, 20 minutes and be rejuvenized. And that is kind of the benchmark for hitting sleep inertia again. <gasps> it takes about 20, 30 minutes to oh. get into that deeper sleep state in the sleep cycle. Okay. So if you're going to take short naps, take them shorter.
1: Okay, so either get the full cycle Mm -hmm. or very, very brief. See, I wouldn't have guessed that very brief part but that makes sense because of the inertia kicking in yeah okay. and i really so just, just want to be... short one not the 90 minutes sure one. you yeah. don't want to be at like 30 minutes because you're going to be in the middle of a cycle you're going to be yeah where you're going to have a hard time then jumping mm-hmm. back into whatever it is you were trying to jump yep. back into wow yeah
0: it was this was such a fascinating time researching all of this absolutely
1: <laughs> you know the the other thing that i think is important too particularly because there are so many struggles and so many barriers to getting enough sleep, getting good sleep oh, is yeah. like the environment that mm-hmm. we're sleeping in. Yeah. Right. So much of that matters too. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it, you know, again, going back to that whole societal, S- mm-hmm. like badge of courage, right? Like, I can sleep anywhere and under any circumstances and I only need three hours. Right. Like none of that's real. Like that's just, that's just people grandstanding. We've been told that that's real, but it's not right. You're mm-hmm. everybody's a human being. And so we, we still need, we're wired that way where we require those things. So this, the whole, like I can sleep anywhere. Right. We're not getting the same quality sleep. Probably not. Right. So we need, um, what are things that can help us fall asleep and stay asleep? right
0: yeah it, i guess that that's a loaded question though i mean yeah. if you can sleep anywhere what does that really mean i mean right. trying to fall i when i was in college i would crawl up and uh, i went to uf um, for my undergrad and under the in uh turlington hall there's a staircase and i would crawl up and i'd use my backpack as a pillow <laughs> and i would take a 15-minute cat nap before a class if i had some time so right yeah and but you're talking about a longer term sleep like if you're traveling and sleeping at
1: well, just even like what your space at home looks like. Oh, right? okay. So and that's what part do you of sleep do? hygiene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. what do you do and what's your bedtime routine and what are those yeah. things that help you get to sleep? And I mean, I know like a huge one is screens, right? Yeah.
0: So that you're supposed to stop about an hour before you go to sleep. Anything with blue light, like if you had one of those Kindles mm-hmm. that was like a page, that, that type of thing is fine. Mm-hmm. So it says um, the recommendation is an hour for blue light, uh, three hours, like, 2 to 3 hours stop eating okay and i guess i don't i don't know the science behind that but that's what the national sleep foundation <laughs> recommended sure, sure. um i guess your body goes into digestion and sure, all how of it those energy things and yeah that. and mm-hmm. you know i think it probably has something to do with like if you had sugar or something that mm-hmm. was going to but definitely
1: they say stay off of the caffeine about 3 hours before sleep yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's something I noticed with age too. That like my ability to have caffeine late in the day, yeah. changed. Like I used to be able to have like an espresso and then go to sleep fine.
0: Right? I can still do that. Ooh, and I've got a day or two on you. I'm an age.
1: <laughs> I'm like 3 p.m. ish. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. that caffeine's a wrap for me after like 3 p.m. Yeah. Um. So so that that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a marked change as I as I've gotten older. Um. But <sighs> Uh, the other thing that, that I've learned a lot about recently that I find absolutely fascinating is this idea of, of um, ambient noise, right? Yeah. So we've all heard, like, white noise, right? And white noise is very helpful. That's that um, that static fan air conditioning, right? So the white noise. And and I, when I travel, I have a little travel-like noise thing. There's an app on my phone, too, but it's not as good as the, like, plug-in, like, for me, anyway. Um, or just, you know, set that hotel air conditioner to, you know, constant... Mm-hmm. running versus the auto, um, cause you're not paying that bill anyway. It's fine. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but just to create that noise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've recently learned about brown noise and, and pink noise as well. Right. And what, what on <laughs> earth is pink noise? So the, so the brown and pink it's like, I, I, the, the differences are, are really subtle. It's in frequency. It's in all of that, but the sort of the real life comparisons are the, the white noise being like the air conditioning, right? the fan the static on the tv the brown noise being like steady rain Mm -hmm. wind that kind of thing and then the pink noise being a little more fluid right that's like on the sleep machines where you see like the rainforest and there might be an occasional bird or a monkey or something like that right or like the surf coming in and out right um where there where there's changes in in the in the
0: frequency um, so did a guy name it pink because you know we're going loud and interrupting loud interrupting (laughs) yeah who named this noise it has nothing to do with it i can get the brown the earth you know i don't know
1: i don't know but (laughs) it is what it is but one of the things i recently so like so like Mm -hmm. the ambient noise the the Mm -hmm. white brown and pink noise can help with sleep a lot it can also help with focus when you're working Um, during the workday or if you're reading or if you're researching Mm -hmm. something like that. But I learned recently that uh, if you use noise to sleep, use a different one to work because your brain is learning, right? So Um. if it's brown noise that you sleep with or if it's pink noise that you sleep with because you like the nature noises or whatever, you know, then use the white noise to work or the like don't have it be the same because your brain is going to be like, okay, sleepy time, Mm -hmm. right? Time to go to bed. Um, So I I found that super interesting with the different noises and Mm. and things
0: like that. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought about using different noise during the day or Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of love a good thunderstorm i can crawl up in my bed a hurricane comes through i'm like (laughs) sound asleep my husband's on guard in the house making sure everybody's safe and i'm like
1: Yeah, that's me. on the on guard. Yeah, I'm the on guard listening to him snore. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, but rain, I do like rain, as long as there's not all the other storm stuff that I got to worry about the mm. roof and the windows and the convertible out in the garage so, or in the driveway.
0: I just figure I'll deal with it when
1: I wake up. I have no control over it. So there's nothing I can do about it. Well, it's I think it's funny too the things that we teach ourselves. And, yeah. our, and this is where like, having a sleep habit, having a routine, mm-hmm. right, really comes and we see this in small children but then somehow we got older and we just think that that like that part of our brain doesn't exist anymore. And it very much does that routine habit forming, telling ourselves it's time to calm down, telling ourselves Mm -hmm. it's time to go to bed. I know when, when my daughter was really little, like under a year, you know, we had taken our first trip to go see my parents and it was a new house, new environment. She was having a lot of trouble falling asleep. She was very fussy and she wasn't a fussy baby. So I went to my dad's Mm -hmm. CD collection. I was like, all right, what's, what's calming all the way through that I can play. And we ended up grabbing the. The Nora Jones CD oh, that, well, that okay. I don't know why, right? Mm-hmm. That one. And so um, we played that, and it and it just she was out like a light. So the entire week we were there, we played that um, that CD. And then when we got home, she wanted the CD. And then she only wanted the first song on repeat till she was like five years old. And then she was like six and we're in the car and the song came on the radio and she she got mad because she thought we were trying to trick her. She was like, like, I don't want to go to sleep. sleep. You know, because she got tired (laughs) when she heard that song. (laughs) Which we just, I mean, till this day we laugh about that. But, Mm -hmm. um, But I think that's very telling of, how we need a routine, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever it is for you, you know, that's if it's, um, you know, having, you know, not doing the screens, which we know has an added benefit too, right? But if that's also cognitively telling your brain, like now I'm done with that for the night because I'm this much closer to going to sleep, right? And whatever that routine is, reading before bed or whatever, I think those things are really important
0: yeah i think something else like with all of all of this everything we talk about what's super important is realizing that everything's different for everybody absolutely you have to try out the things that you know, work for you.
1: Yep. Figure out what works for you. And then also if you're struggling at all, you tried some things at home and it's not working mm-hmm. or you're struggling with ins- insomnia or you're waking up in the middle of the night, there's no discernible reason, right? There's also help available. Mm-hmm. So there's resources like Meridian, yep. like hotlines, right? Reach out um, and, and get, some, get some guidance from the professionals and figure out um, where you go from there. No, is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us today on The Brain Factor. Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode, so if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.